Welcome to Bitch, Bitch, Bitch Podcast, where we say all the things you're thinking and hope our moms aren't listening. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your hosts, two upper middle class white women here to bitch about first world problems. Welcome to the finale. Season one finale. Damn it. Every time we sing and I oh, try to, with, you know what? The song is in us. We got to sing it. We do have to sing it. All right. You want to sing it at the same time? Yeah. Okay. One. I don't know the words though. I know. Me neither. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one, Here we two, go. three. It's season one. Oh, season. <laughs> we did a great job. Oh my God. Okay. So I have a couple of things. Well, first of all, what are you drinking? <laughs> Oh, I am drinking rosé. Ooh, that must mean it's either daytime or it's warm where you're at. You'll never know. I mean, you will because you could look both of those things up. Uh, It also could mean, and hear me out, it was in the fridge already. (laughs) It was chilled. Well, I (laughs) am very proud of you for (laughs) bringing some rosé to the show. Yeah. Thanks. What are you drinking? Are you drinking rosé? So I'm going to finish season the one the way it started. Uh Uh-huh. That that? is a can of wine. (laughs) That is a wine in a can. You would recognize that from a mile away. Um, (laughs) But it's fancier than wine. It's sparkling wine to celebrate. So now I'm pouring you it guys, in a champagne you guys, She's pouring it in a glass. This is this defeats the purpose of wine in a can, but okay. <laughs> You're right. Oh, what an idiot. Oh anyway, my God. I just did it for the fanfare. <laughs> oh my God. That was fantastic. Thank mm. you for the, the fajita fanfare. Ah, you're welcome. Mm, and it is horrible. <laughs> so, it's oh. supposed to be. It came from a can. Yeah, apparently. Just a hint of aluminum. Ugh. It's so like, <laughs> it's chalky almost. That is not what you want your wine to mm-hmm. taste like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, I'll push past. So what do you got for me? You got any little bitches? <laughs> oh my God, I always have little bitches. Um, okay, so today we have a theme to our pod. Uh, Caitlin has the big bitch and we're going to be talking about airplane travel. So I have some travel-related little bitches. I know that we've talked about airplane travel before or, like, airplanes before. But honestly, there's endless amounts of things to bitch about. So mm-hmm. we're here again. And, like, when we did our little bitch about airplane travel and travel in general, I don't think we'd flown in a little while. And we both took trips. And we both, like, got back. And we were like, oh, my God, I have so much more I need to talk about. <laughs> Just on – one trip for both of us and today is the unofficial kickoff of summer being memorial day so felt like there's going to be a lot of summer travel let's uh let's let's start it yeah so if you're listening on an airplane um go ahead and get ready to get angry if you're not already but you probably already are (laughs) they are oh yeah okay on an airplane you definitely are angry (laughs) (laughs) here is my first bitch about airplanes um, there are no gluten-free snacks on airplanes. They f- forwent, is that a word? They, f- they got rid of, uh, peanuts. <laughs> they forwent Forgone? peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. All right. It they is. got rid of peanuts, right? Because mm-hmm. people have peanut allergies and apparently that is an allergy that is respected, uh, mm-hmm. by big airplane. And so, so- hot right now. <laughs> 
So now they give you pretzels or Biscoffs, like depending on what airline you fly, that is, I've flown like three different airlines in the past year. And that's all that they, that's all that's ever been offered to me is pretzels or Biscoffs. Both Mm -hmm. of those things have gluten in them. I can't eat anything. And so then they'll, they'll offer them to me. And I'll be like, no, thank you. So then they offer two to my husband. Like, I don't know that I'm going to get hungry later. Like, bitch, I am hungry. (laughs) But I want food that you can't get. Like, where is the good food? I just want a peanut. Uh, The good food is back in the 1960s. And it's never coming back. (laughs) Um, So I was on a plane and it had Mm -hmm. uh, a trail mix and that was pretty good but I'm pretty sure you can't eat that because there were pretzels in it yeah there's pretzels Um, but my my little bitch about this is the fact that like I don't know if it's because of the pandemic but I don't get a full glass of or a full soda can anymore it's just mm. a little tiny cup and it's mostly ice. And so I see people are always like, well, I'll, I'll have the water with no ice because I think they're dehydrated and they want more. And I always yeah. bring on two things of water. But like sometimes I want a full Diet Coke to wake me up or a full cup of coffee. And it's always these little tiny ones. So I would rather give up the snacks entirely and right. have a full soda. A and big just compensate drink. that. Yeah. I feel like that they did do that during the pandemic because they uh they don't want you to take your mask off to drink. Mm-hmm. The, the time that it takes for you to drink your entire Diet Coke, everyone on the airplane might get COVID, you know? You never know. Yeah. You can totally ask that. them for the whole can. <laughs> and I've never seen them turn anyone down. Like if you're like, I would like the can. Yeah. They I guess normally I should say, say that. Okay. I need to be more forceful, but I guess I'm just so used to like I guess a different standard of flying of like, I don't know. And also it's because I flew cross country. So it's a five hour flight. So you're exhausted and, you're, and, and sweaty and you just, and you're, you're like dehydrated. three steps of diet Coke is getting no one anywhere. Like I want yeah, a whole exactly. ass Coke. Yes, We need the whole ass Coke. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Thanks for listening kids. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So when I was on the airplane going to California, I, don't think that children should be allowed to be by the window. Okay, why? Not because they keep the damn shade up the whole time and it's mm-hmm. so bright and it gets mm-hmm. so hot, especially like mm-hmm. on the tarmac. Like, shut it. Just shut it. I think we talked about this the last time about like there's did. about sleeping, but now it's about the heat coming in and it just drove me nuts and like they just have to look out the window. And it wasn't even like a four-year-old. It was like a 12-year-old. And I was like, 12-year-olds should know that it's getting hot. And also, the kid sitting next to me the whole time, it was like a five-hour flight, never once got up to pee because I was on the aisle. That's I was impressive. Like, How many times did you get up to pee? Two or three times, mostly. I just I wanted <laughs> to get up and stretch my legs and like yeah, not be seated anymore, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I get pee anxiety on airplanes, um, mm-hmm. especially if I'm not in the aisle. And so, like, mm-hmm. as soon as as soon as the seatbelt sign comes off, I'm like, I gotta pee because I never know if I'm gonna ever get to pee again. My whole life, the rest of my life, yeah, I never know. Yeah, so I have to. <laughs> your whole life. Um, my husband taught me this mantra of, given if you're ever given the opportunity to pee, always pee because you don't know <laughs> when you're gonna it. have that next opportunity. You don't know when the plane's gonna hit turbulence. You don't know right. when the next rest stop is. You know, you don't know when the next McDonald's will be. I don't know wherever you pee. He's he's that parent who's like, okay, well, we're just going to (laughs) try. Yeah. So 
the the last couple no the last flight that i took was also a long flight um and uh so we upgraded huh, i can't afford first class so we just upgraded to the exit <laughs> row you know yes it's first yes, class for yes. four people yep so we're we're exit row and so you know they come by and they give you your little spiel about are you willing and able and blah 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 they also make you leave the blinds up for takeoff and landing and i'm like why what do i need to see if we're crashing is that part of this exit row they never explain why i have to leave the blinds up but i have to leave them up for takeoff and landing as soon as we're off the ground i can put it down she told me but i i don't know i don't like it i don't like it yeah I don't want to look sometimes, but I think it's in case you do have to make an abrupt landing, which is a nice way, a PR way of saying you crash. If you have to make an abrupt landing, they want to be able to see what, yeah, well, they need to see what is outside the window. Is it fire? Is it water? I mean, after we crash, I'm going to open the blinds, but like, I don't (laughs) need it open right now. You've thought this through. (laughs) you know that you're going to, the first thought's going to be open the blinds, not immediately get your seatbelt off and and run. Because I think my uh, fight or flight and not, it's not fight, flight, or sight. It's definitely fight or flight and I'd be flighting. We're already in flight, LOL. (laughs) So many good puns. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (sighs) That's okay. I'll, we can move past this together. Um, I hear you. I also, so I, there wasn't a way to like pick um on southwest i flew southwest so there's not a way to like reserve the exit seat but you can pay for um early boarding early check-in and so i did that because i wanted to make sure that i was gonna get a a decent seat and also Mm -hmm. my flight was like at 6 a.m and i was like i'm not checking in a day before at 6 a.m so um (laughs) i got a seat in front of the exit row okay um because the exit rows were already taken, but because you're in front of the exit row, your seat doesn't recline because you need as much, you need that extra two inch yeah, uh, for people to be able to escape. Um, and so I was super pissed that I paid extra money to then go sit in a seat that didn't even click one back. Yeah. Yeah. Note that you said click because we used to argue about this. Yeah. There should be a sign when you sit down and it says does not recline. So just a pro tip, just know that I believe that in the exit rows and then some right in front of bathrooms, like they don't recline either. So check before you commit to a seat. But it pissed, it really pissed me off because you're right. I was on a five hour flight. I deserved a little clicker back, you know, at least one click. So that pissed me off. At least one click. At least one. Possibly two. I might have done it. I might have just done the whole thing because I'm sitting in front of an exit row. That was my also thought was like they have extra leg room. They're not going right. to be super pissed. You can click I... back. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. thought I was being considerate. And then then the person in front of me clicked back and I had no – I couldn't know click. where to go. Yeah. yeah. I had no rep- – I had no um, clickbacks. What's it called? I can't think of the right word. It's, okay. it's definitely called clickbacks. Yeah, yeah. So you know how they sell those bags – like those suitcases and they say like they have tags on them at the store and they're like this fits under the seat have you no, ever they seen don't. those they <laughs> yeah. don't fit under the seat okay mm-hmm. so they do fit under the seat if you are in the middle seat is what i mm-hmm. found but if you're on one of the edges there's like mm-hmm. i don't know shit you have less mm-hmm. foot room and you so do. i did that once and i flew on i don't know some shitty airline that you know like i needed a bag that would fit under the seat so i bought that bag 
put it, tried to shove it under the seat. It wouldn't fit. And I was like, well, I already put something in the overhead compartment. I'm not supposed to put two things up there. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I, I don't want a middle seat. But anyways, I don't know. That's just maybe a baby bitch. But no, it's and, and the same fit. thing with the overhead flight or the overhead um, cabinets. There's all these suitcases that says, you know, fits on, fits on, carry on, yeah. fits carry on, blah, blah, blah. I can't tell you how many flights I've gotten on. And then it's like, I didn't know I wasn't going to be on a plane that was big enough. Or it's even weirder. Like the right side of the plane has bigger compartment, yep. overhead compartment, and the left side doesn't. So I'm trying to shove it in. They're like, put it on the right. And I'm like, I don't know you were talking to me. I don't know the ins and outs <laughs> of this plane. I didn't study a diagram before I got on the plane. Right, right. So I feel like an idiot every time I fly. But it's it is really, really annoying. Fault. No, it's it not is. your fault. It is really yeah. annoying. And I feel like, so I know that if you fly, if you've ever flown with a pet, so there's very specific, <laughs> um, like sizes of, of pet carriers that can go on uh -huh. each different plane. Like if you're going to not put it in stowage, right. And actually take it mm -hmm. with you. And, mm -hmm. you know, so like they'll sell pet carriers that say like, this works for Delta or this works for American, oh. but they won't sell those bags that say they fit under the seat and tell me which seats they fit under that's wild i never knew that about pets that is very frustrating because obviously the suitcase makers have a diagram and know the dimensions why are they just, right why do the pets get all the information and we get nothing I don't know. I remember when I was shopping for a pet carrier, it was like, what airline are you flying? And you could filter pet carriers by that to purchase the right one for the right airline because otherwise it won't fit. And I don't yeah. know. Cats don't That's deserve smart. more than me. No. They're cats. No. <laughs> now dogs, I understand. But cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid cat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like my cat. I have a cat. I, know. I like your cat too. Um, I also... Uh, checked a bag this last time. Okay. I cannot remember Which is why. Miserable. Yeah. It's, it's not something I usually do. I think it's because I was like, you're gone for a while. Like, yeah. I was going to be gone for a little while. And I also didn't feel like efficiently packing. So I kind of just threw things in. <laughs> Cause um, when you fly Southwest, that's the way that they trick you. You know, you're like, Oh, yeah. it's free. I'll just check a bag. And then three hours later, you're like, God damn it. That was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Or on your way back, they your your over your connecting flight goes from a three hour layover to a ten minute layover, and they say, "Oh, you're definitely not going to make your flight." So yeah. I'm like, "Oh, cool. Even if I make it, I don't think my bags will." But bags, um, yeah. But uh, so I hadn't checked a bag in a while, so I I went to the the baggage carousel, and everybody crowds it. And oh so you God. can't see the bags yeah. and then you're trying to get it and you're pushing through people. If everybody just stepped back 15 feet and went up when they saw their bag, you could go grab your bag from the front. I don't understand this herd mentality of, I got to, I got to squish in. And even if you, you stay still squish in at the very end of it. So yes. it's like, why, why are you squished? This makes no sense. We are going to wait so much longer if we all just stepped five, 10 feet back and watched the bags. I agree. And that's what yeah. I do. Everybody does love to get so close and then you can't see past yeah. them. You can't get past them when your bag is definitely there before their bag. I mean, yeah. I don't understand. Are people going to like steal their suitcase with like their underwear in it? Nobody wants your used underwear, you know, like no one wants <laughs> your suitcase. Everyone wants their own suitcase. That's it. Exactly. 
Exactly. You're right. I don't, this is not like a, a grab bag. I want my, the stuff I came right. with, you know, <laughs> God, I'm not risking it on somebody else. I've seen what they wore on the plane. I sure don't want their other clothes that they packed. <laughs> this was their nice public clothes. I don't want their relaxing. No one's going to see me clothes. If that's what they For wore sure. on a plane. No, yeah. thank you. I don't want your shitty <laughs> souvenirs. No, I don't, I yeah. don't want anything that's inside of your suitcase. Yeah. I want my um, shitty souvenirs. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want that one snow globe. God damn it. Um, I can't remember which episode we talked about this, but uh, I think it was, it was the game episode because it was a state facts. And remember how Alabama is the state that has the lost baggage. They sell it. Yes. Fuck them. Yeah, thank you. In researching for the big bitch, it kept coming up a couple times. So I went to like, their website or something advertising <gasps> did you buy a bag it. no no i don't know if you have let's to go buy there. a bag oh yeah i think it's it's not the bag so that's what i thought but okay. um i think they take everything out of the bags and then you can purchase what's in the bags but most things get thrown away but like people have like diamond rings and engagement sets <gasps> and that just pisses me off even more because clearly this was somebody's jewelry like yeah it really made me sad reading about that. But also, we have to plan a trip to Alabama now. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, yeah. And maybe I just want the suitcase. Is that why they keep the suitcases? Suitcases are sometimes worth more than the contents inside of them. <laughs> oh, God, half the time it is. Suitcases yeah. are expensive. Suitcases um, are expensive. I want to tell you about my worst flight. <gasps> and, then, uh, and then maybe you can tell me about your worst flight. Which one? So... God. Yeah, I know. Which which one is a is a good good call? Um there's been a couple that I almost vomited on because of, you mm -hmm. know, either I was hungover and or there was um turbulence. So this mm -hmm. one I was coming back from a work trip. I was flying from Miami to New Orleans, which is not a super long flight, like a couple oh. hours. Yeah. And um so we're like, you know, 45 minutes, maybe an hour into the flight, and the pilot comes on and he says, um there is a malfunction with one of, you know, the, the technical <laughs> tools, whatever. Uh -huh. And he was like, so, um, you know, we're going to have to, uh, ground the airplane and like switch planes. And were you in the so, air? Yeah. We've been already been flying for like 45 minutes. Oh shit. Okay. So, so then he goes off and he comes back on and he's like, okay, so ground control wants us to go back to Miami Oh my God. And uh, switch planes. And I was like, dude, we're halfway there. Why can't we stop in like Pensacola or something? Like, why the fuck are we right. going to go all the way back? For Tampa. So we went, right? We went <laughs> all the way back. Uh, they, they took us off, got us on a different plane. They almost didn't let me on the plane because I had a paper boarding pass because uh, reasons that I was mm. already pissed about. Um, my phone didn't. <laughs> Have you ever gone to TSA and you scan your phone and it doesn't work? And they're like, you know, do uh -huh. it again, do it again. And then they're like, okay, well, you have to go get a paper boarding pass. So I get out of line from yeah. TSA, go back to the counter, get a paper boarding pass, come back through the line of TSA. Oh my God, oh my it was God. miserable. So uh -huh. I had this paper boarding pass. And um, so when I got off of the first plane and I'm getting onto the second plane, they wanted to just like check our boarding passes again. And I was uh -huh. like, I don't have it. Like I, I oh, definitely no. already... You know, I got on the fucking airplane. What did I need it for yeah. anymore? I spit some gum in it and I threw it away. <laughs> and they were like, I need your boarding pass. And it's not like you lost it in your seat or something like while you were on the plane. You were already like on the tarmac. You were already in the air for 45 minutes. That's we acceptable to throw it altitude. away. Yes. yes. You had a drink oh at that God. point. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. So... <sighs> 
I don't remember how, but they decided to let me on the airplane. And so I get on the airplane. And so this is now like, you know, like I said, it was supposed to be like a two hour flight. I think it ended up being like four or five hours. They didn't give me any money for this, like no money. And also they gave us no extra snacks. So I was starving and I was so pissed and you know, oh my God, it was miserable. So we get past the halfway point and the pilot comes back on, you know, the thing. He's like, all right, guys, we've made it farther than we made it the first time. Man, your comedy is not accepted. No, no. <laughs> this is not live at the Apollo. God. Oh. oh, that adds insult to injury. That was my worst flight. Um, I was mostly hungry, and that's why it was my worst flight. <laughs> it is It is hard. I mean, it's not like they can sell snacks most of the time. Most airplanes don't sell snacks, right? Uh, no, not for short flights like that in particular, right? Like I said, it was just a couple hour flight. So it's not like they had like the, you know, hummus and pita chips or whatever. But right. a coworker of mine after that told me that you never get on an airplane hungry. And it's probably some of the best advice I've ever gotten because yeah. I agree. Like I, I will get to the airport early so that I can eat or I will bring food with me, whatever. But like, you don't get on an airplane hungry because you never know how long that flight's going to be. <laughs> yeah. And that's great advice. So Pee when you have the opportunity, never get on yes. a plane hungry. I always bring like a sandwich or something just in case. Like I want to go to the airport and eat something at the airport mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I like to have that as a backup. And, you know, flying is like a, a road trip. You know, you, you, you've got to get junk food and snacks and stuff or else it's not oh, for sure for real. Um, yeah. My worst flight was flying New Orleans to Denver and I was flying with two friends and my husband, but my husband was on a different airline. We were, we were, for some reason he had points or something. So I was flying with the friends yeah. and husband on a different plane, taking off and landing about the same time. I think my husband left like 20 minutes after us. Well, we didn't take off for a couple of hours because sitting on the tarmac, um, the pilot gets on and says that, uh, one of the engines is broken. And oh, no. so <laughs> they're going to, uh, or that one of the engines won't start. So they're going to jump start it. And I'm just you like, can thinking, do that. Exactly. I'm just thinking, okay, well, what if, what if the alternator goes out again and then the battery dies while you're driving? I mean, flying, oh, shit. Whatever. you know, you know, more know. words than I do. If anybody's listening, you can tell I know nothing about planes and I also know nothing about cars, but, <laughs> uh, I knew that that was bad. And so I'm texting my friend who my my friend's now husband who's a couple rows in front of us and I was like Tracy what does this mean what I don't understand like and he's like well you know planes can fly with only one engine but that doesn't sound promising does it and I'm like cool 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 and so especially uh, not for that long of a flight like that's a no. three or so hour flight from New Orleans to Denver yeah yeah it, yeah it's not quick um and so they uh they go to jump start it but their jumper cables don't work So they have to borrow jumper cables from a better airline. From just somebody in the parking lot? Like, what the hell is (laughs) this? The grocery store? Yeah. 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 Uh, Johnny in in 3B had to go out, get his jumper (laughs) cables from his car and come back in. (laughs) So we landed like an hour and a half or two hours after my husband did. But everything was fine. I I appreciated the communication on the delay. In this scenario, wish they'd lied to me. I just flat out lie. Yeah, (laughs) the engine's broken. Something mechanically is wrong. Just lie. Just tell me the pilot's running late. You know that's fine. That's fine with me. He's in traffic. Well, I have one more 
thing to complain about. Well, then not tell complain. me. Okay, it's not airplane related, but what? it is travel. Get it out of this. Get it out of this I'm podcast. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, That's okay. I can't. I can't turn this into a, an airplane. But it was on a road trip that I took mm-hmm. last weekend. It was a 12 hour road trip. It was long. We stopped okay. at a. <laughs> we stopped at a gas station to pee, as you do when you have to get gas and you pee. So yeah. I go into the women's room, and as That's soon good. as I walk, <laughs> as soon as I walk in. <laughs> I hear a loud fart. <laughs> like, oh no, very, very loud. Yes. And then I hear what I think is a man's voice. <gasps> and, yeah. So then I start questioning am I in, in the women's room or in? the men? Yeah, exactly. But then I, I remember as I was walking into my stall, I was like, no, 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 there were no urinals. Like, I'm good. I'm definitely in the women's room. So then I'm I'm peeing and I look up and written <laughs> written on the um on the stall, it says like Jack was here and I was like shit am I in the men's room oh no yeah don't worry it's not me it's them so then always them that was the name of one of our podcasts (laughs) it's always them not never us (laughs) um so then the person in the other stall I hear says okay I'll call you later and hangs up so this person is loudly farting and having a conversation on well i heard him say here i heard her say it into the phone then hangs up then i hear more grunting noises (gasps) and then i am not joking she places another call on speakerphone while I'm pooping, this is well, the same lady who's pooping, right? There's yes. not three people it's in here. Only two stalls. Oh my god! I had to get the hell out of there as fast as possible. I do not understand etiquette in public, especially bathroom etiquette. Who are you calling? Two people called two people. Mm. <sighs> now you kind of sound like her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was you. Where were you last week? No, no, <laughs> no, no. I have an alibi. Mm-hmm. Um, I have definitely heard people on speakerphone in the bathroom. I've also been in a poop stalemate before. Have you ever been in a poop stalemate? <laughs> no, I've never been in a poop stalemate. So like particularly like at work, right? So in the public bathroom at work, the rule mm-hmm. is that if you're in there alone, you can poop. If you're not in there alone, you should not poop, right? But whoever was there first has pooping rights. So if you come in, somebody else is already in there. You got to do your business and get out because like Mm -hmm. they have the right to be in there alone. And Mm -hmm. so a couple of times someone doesn't understand those rules and I'm in there Mm -hmm. and I'm waiting for everyone to leave so that I can poop Mm -hmm. and someone else comes in and then they're waiting for me to leave so that they can poop. And now we're in a poop stalemate. How does one, how does one reach a truth? You hold the handle down, and while you're flushing, you can poop. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only way to get out of it. <laughs> a poop stalemate. My God, I've never heard that term. I didn't know that was a thing. It makes sense, though. Uh-huh, I think uh-huh. that's a good unwritten rule. Yeah, Those are the rules mm-hmm. of, of a bathroom, right? I, I mean, at least I thought they were. Apparently, this lady doesn't give a shit who, care, who hears her when she poops. <laughs> but she's announcing it to the world. She's involving more people than are necessary. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, when that happened, I was like, I walked out, and my husband could see my face, and I was just like, I just shook my head. I was like, I will tell you in a minute. And then I was like, we got to get out of here, because I can't. 
you can't I don't want to see this person. I don't yeah. want to know. I don't want to associate it forever in my mind. But now I kind of wish I'd stayed. <laughs> Here's how you tie that back to airplanes. Mm-hmm. Do you wish you would have flown? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it still would have it would have taken with the amount of times my flights have been changed, delayed, canceled, oh, right, yeah, recanceled, moved around. I mm-hmm. I think I made it in better time. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. So, we drive yeah. faster than airplanes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, that's all my my travel bitches and and related and unrelated to play to airplanes. Well, I have a travel game. <gasps> oh, I love games. And this is a very um Catalan-esque game because Ooh. um there are th- there are three different pieces to the game. Because I couldn't decide on one game to play. We're going to play a little bit of Would You Rather, a little bit of Yes, No, Why, and a little bit of Trivia. Okay, Which would you like first? Uh, let's kick it off with the classic Yes, No, Why. Okay. Yes, No, Why. Those suitcases that kids can ride on. Yes, I'm jealous. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> why don't they have adults? I guess that's called a cart. <laughs> Right. No, I, I agree. I wonder what the weight limit is on those. Like, can I buy one? And like, would it support me? In the last episode that we did, um, I talked about how if you knew eating a salad would maybe uh, let your hair not go gray as soon, that could mm-hmm. motivate people to eat a little healthier. This might motivate me to lose weight if I know that I only have to get, <laughs> you know, it's up to like 115 right. or something. I could get right. down to that just to ride right. on those. Let's see. If if you lose 15 pounds, you can mm-hmm. ride on a wheelie <laughs> suitcase. I don't know what yeah. the hell they're called. <laughs> yeah. But that, that implies that I'm flying with somebody, though. That's true. Me. They have to drag you yeah, around. That's true. I don't think I could. I don't think I could get anybody to do that. You need to get one that drives. Mm. Um, now we're talking. Yes, no, why? Dressing up for flights. Yes. Really? What are you wearing yes. on an airplane? I wear something casual but chic usually, okay. and here's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part of if the yes, the, no, why. Yes. If the plane goes down, that is your ghost outfit, and that is your what you wear in eternity. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Lindsay almost spat her drink out. <laughs> I almost spat my drink out. Oh, my God. And I don't want to be Wait, in... is that how it works? Now I'm going to be yes. stressed so much more about every time I wear anything. If I die right now, I don't want to be seen wearing what I'm wearing today. You're welcome. You <gasps> are welcome. Yeah, Shit. I don't want to be seen wearing a goddamn Juicy Couture tracksuit or something over my butt, you know? I want to be wearing yeah. something that I think is is comfortable. I'm Sensible shoes, because as a ghost, I'm going to do a lot of running and haunting people. You can't and... fly? You're a shitty ghost, man. Shit. Okay, you're right. I guess <laughs> shoes are out the window. But yeah, I okay. don't mind dressing up. Not too fancy, but um, I'm not going to put a suit on and I'm not going to wear something uncomfortable because it is, you know, a utility that I'm going from point A to point B and I want to be comfortable in it. But I, I don't want to look like I'm necessarily going to the gym. Yeah. 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 Okay. Th- <laughs> those were the only yes, no whys that oh, I had. good. I'm glad I had a good answer. <laughs> That's your ghost outfit. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, my God. All right. Trivia or would you rather? Mm, trivia. Okay. Um, in what country did the first commercial flight take place? Uh, I know this. 
It is mm-hmm. the United States of America. Do you know where it was? Between, it was between Tampa and St. Petersburg or possibly St. Petersburg and Tampa. Uh, yeah, it was from St. Petersburg, Florida to Tampa in 1914. I do uh, they went, they went, yeah, Florida history there. Uh, it's part of my big bitch. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I Sorry. Read that fact. Yeah. No, oh, no, no. Well, I'm, no. Uh Oh, maybe I know. I ha- am I just, did you think for a second I was really smart? <laughs> I thought maybe Florida history taught no, you. No, I don't know shit grade. about Florida history. Well, all right. If I give too much information away, uh, then that's, I'm sorry. No, that, uh, that's literally, it's just a, a note in my big bitch. Oh, well, then I have more. They okay. went 18 miles in 23 minutes. Yeah. Do you know how much it costs? No. It was $400 in 1914. Oh, what is that today? Like twenty thousand dollars? Eleven and a half thousand dollars to go eighteen miles in twenty three minutes. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yeah, I just uh, my note for this was the first commercial flight was in nineteen fourteen when a plane a plane a plane flew between Tampa and St. Pete, which is about a thirty minute drive. So I'm not sure why it was necessary. <laughs> why was it necessary? What the hell, dude? Oh. Eleven and a half thousand dollars. You could walk there. You could literally walk <laughs> there. Could, I've run further than that. Right. I mean, it would take you a while, like longer than twenty-three yeah. minutes, but still, you could walk there. Yeah. Oh my god. Where did duty-free shops originate? Looking for a country. I don't know. I would guess somewhere with a high tax. So I'm gonna go mm. Switzerland. Ireland. Oh, that was my next guess. That was my no first one, thought. No one ever knows if that's true. Whenever you say that's my next guess, how do how, how do I prove it, this? Um, if I had a rewind button, I would Benjamin be able to, <laughs> to tell okay. you that. No, that seriously was because I was I I feel like they have a very extensive duty-free shop in Ireland, oh. and so that's what I was thinking. And then I was like, no, Switzerland has higher taxes, so let's go Switzerland. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. good job. If what you're saying is true, there's no way to verify that. Why would I lie? Why? Mm-hmm. 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 How long is the longest commercial flight? Ooh. Um, I want to say I'm going to go 20, 20 hours. Close. It's 18 and a half hours <sighs> from Singapore I, to New York. I was... Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to say Tokyo to the U.S. somewhere, but I didn't know. Okay. Would you rather? Okay. Would you rather miss your flight or lose your luggage? That's a tough one. Um, Miss my flight. Because if you say lose your luggage, it implies you're not getting it back. It's going to Alabama and you're never going to see it. So I'd rather miss my flight. She's so technical. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Loophole. All right. Would you rather spend the night in a luxury hotel with a stranger or a dodgy hostel with your best friend? Oh, no. Oh, Her no. face. <laughs> oh, I mean, either way, I'm getting no sleep. Right. Right. Yeah. You're either worried about roaches or rape, right? Like, name of the I'm, podcast. I'm going to go luxury hotel because at least they'll have good air conditioning and I can lock myself in the bathroom and in a hostel, the ho- the bathroom's down the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, and you don't want to be in the bathroom in the dodgy yeah. hostel. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I probably agree with you. Yeah, that was hard. That's a good question. Um, would you rather have an everlasting phone battery or Wi-Fi everywhere? 
I guess it's more travel than just airplane, mm. but you know. Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can bring external batteries and like there's usually hot, there's usually places to plug in. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Wi-Fi is expensive. It's cheaper to buy batteries. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Would you rather uh, on an airplane sit next to a chatty Kathy or a crying baby? Oh. <laughs> Pass. I'd, I'd rather fly the plane. It would be less less annoying to me would if you... I would just fly the plane. <laughs> Hidden uh... third choice, the plane can crash. <laughs> <laughs> um, a chatty Kathy. I think so too. If you, uh, well, especially like pre-pandemic when you could buy wine or like yeah. alcohol on airplane, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I like, I was going to sleep. I was going to listen to this book on tape, whatever, but I could just get drunk and talk to you. That's fine. I'll get to your level. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's chat it up. Give me two glasses of wine and I'll chat with you. Um, plus I can put my noise canceling headphones on and like not hear them if they start then chatting with the next person mm. or I can just ignore them. But babies, like if the baby's right next to me, that would be really hard, you know? Yeah. I got in an airplane once. Um, th- this was Southwest. So the, um, you know, it was open seating again and a, uh, unaccompanied minor came and sat in the middle seat next to me. And I was like, interesting, oh. you know, f- I, I was okay you with should. it because it's, it's a small person. And I was like, cool, this is fine. You're a small person. Yeah. And so, um, he was the chattiest 12 year old anyone has ever <laughs> met he his his like mom lived in new orleans and his dad lived in la or something so he was like you know always on airplanes unaccompanied yeah. between the two and mm-hmm. um so i was like watching a movie on my phone like with headphones on and everything and he would just like elbow me and be like did you see did you see what i'm doing on my game i'm, I'm playing this on my game did you see this oh my god i have to tell you about something and i was like talk to the other guy why are you talking to me shut up i'm watching a movie Oh, wow. Maybe I want the baby now. I don't know. Yeah. He was super cute, but I've sat to plenty of like next to like plenty of exactly like chatty, like business women who are like drinking wine or whatever. And like, I'm like, oh, I uh-huh. wish you would shut up. But this 12 year old was more annoying than any of them. Oh, shout out to him wherever he is. He was, I'm sure he's famous now. I don't know. Oh yeah. He's doing big things for sure. That's my game. That's, that's, uh, I loved it. That was yeah. fun. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Claps. Yay. Yay. Um, well, that's all the little bitches I have. Do you have anything else? No. Okay. Well, but I need more wine. I do too. You want to take a quick break? And then when we come back, I have a quick game to play and then it's a travel related game. And then I'll go into my airline travel big bitch. So yay. Okay. See you there. Okay. Bye. Welcome back. I want to play a quick a quick game. Okay. This is a new one. It's like travel games. related. It's mm-hmm. um cu- it's countries in the world. So, travel related, you have to fly to get mm-hmm. to these places. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to name two countries. One is real and one is from a TV show, book or movie. So, oh, you sure. have to tell me which one is which. I am dog shit at geography <laughs> and Caitlin knows this. Let's go. I, I got to tell you, I would know Probably only one of these for sure. Okay. Okay. So number one, I gotta I gotta zoom in. Kiribati or Buranda? One is real, one is fake. These are countries you said? These are countries. Kiribati with a K right. or Buranda with a B. 
Um, I think that Baranda is fake because that is a woman's name. That is correct. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Baranda is fake. It's from some TV show called Yes Minister. I think it's British. And Kiribati Uh, is in a British accent. Yes, Minister. Okay, where's Kiribati? Somewhere on the planet. I don't know. Let's do a live fact check. Like you didn't know I was going to ask that. Of course I was going to ask that. Oh, it's a country in Oceania. If you. (laughs) Oh, so Australia? No, that's in Australia. Okay. They they tried to create a continent between like Australia and New Zealand after we graduated elementary school. I think they added an ocean too. Like I don't know. Pluto is a planet. (laughs) It's not a planet. Fuck education. All right, next one. Uh, Nauru, N-A-U-R-U, N-A-U-R-U, or Laputa. Laputa? Laputa. Laputa is how you call a bitch in Spanish. Laputa be fake. That is... (laughs) Ding! That is true. I'm a genius! You are! Laputa is actually from Gulliver's Travels, and it's one of the other countries that they go to not where Lilliput is Lilliputians but it's Laputa so and Nay- I don't know what any of that means that's not okay. a book that I've read Neuru is also another country in Oceania okay great um, alright number three Tokilau okay. or Mulvania Tokilau or Mulvania T-O-K-E L-A-U. I think Mulvania is spelled the way it sounds. Uh, Tokilau sounds fake. Mulvania is definitely a Slavic country. If you tell me it's an Oceania, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Tokilau is a real country. Okay. What's the noise for when I get it wrong? It is a dependent territory of New Zealand, also in Oceania. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know all these were in Oceania. Um I don't have a, a sound effect, but that was a sad bell. I um, Okay. Mulvania is in a book called oh, yeah? A Land Untouched by Dentistry. Is this so, a yeah. textbook? On- <laughs> Probably. All right. Oh, my God. Your sources are better than your content sometimes, I swear. <laughs> All right. Next one, San Marcos or Andorra? Andorra. Andorra. Andorra's fake. Andorra's fake because it sounds fake, and San Marcos seems like a place I've been. Have I not been there? I haven't been there. Sad bill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, San Damn Marcos it. is from Woody Allen's Bananas, which I don't want to say that sentence ever again. And then uh, and, for Andorra, so many reasons. Yeah. No. No. Andorra's a country in Europe. Damn it. Andorra yeah. sounded familiar, so I was like, oh my God, maybe I know what book that's from. And I you don't. Know, San Marco sounded familiar, but there's another San something in Europe. So well, there's so many where, San yeah. somethings, right? Yeah. All right. Last one Tuvalu or Tazbekistan? Tazbekistan sounds real. Real uh uh Tuvalu? Tuvalu. Tuvalu. 
Tuvalu, T-U-V-A-L-U. No, Tuvalu is not real to me. Tuvalu is a country in Oceania. Sad Bell. So, first of all, well, the Sad Bell was very sad that time. Okay, that was. I have a, I have a little bit of feedback for this game. First of all, yes. I think you got this from an Australian <laughs> website. Apparently, I must have. Something something dot au. Mm-hmm. Second of all, where is Genovia? Because I was waiting for the shoe in answer. That's the only fake country that I actually know is Genovia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm ready to smooth segue into the actual big bitch of airline travel. Okay, let's go. Thank you. I will. Okay, but not by plane. Um, okay. In researching this, I consulted with an expert. Uh, my sister was a flight attendant. Oh, yeah. So I asked her about her worst or weirdest or strangest memory from being a flight attendant for five years. Um, And this is a direct quote from her. Okay. Quote, quote, unquote. So much puke. Everywhere, everywhere you can imagine has been puked or pooped on. No. No. Don't worry. I was about to say I don't want to hear anything gross. You know how like sometimes you'll be on the Mm. internet and they'll be like, the top 10 things that flight attendants say you'll never guess happen on an airplane. And I'm like, it's always gross shit. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like hotel maids. I never want to read the gross things because I still (laughs) have to go to these places. Yeah. So she was a long haul flight, so she would do international flights a lot. Um, and then she Does that said, "Increase the amount of puke that happens." I think so. Just the amount of time you're in the air, you know. Sometimes okay. you can hold hold a vomit in for twenty, thirty guess, minutes, but you're not holding it in for twenty hours. Too. I had a girlfriend who got. Um, uh, she went to some foreign country, got food poisoning there, and so uh, for like a twelve hour flight on the way home, she just threw up the whole time, Ugh. you know. Um, Ugh. So. these things happen not food poisoning so much as an amoeba or whatever you know like but you get a traveler's diarrhea and then like you're on an airplane and that's where you have to do it so yeah this episode's had a lot more poop in it usually we veered toward boobs more but (sighs) i I don't have any boobs to talk about via airplanes i'm so sorry yet um (laughs) whoa uh my high club oh god uh my sister then followed it up with it's actually hard, like physically and emotionally. You're alone a lot of the time. People mm. are awful to you and you're jet lagged constantly. It's also amazing and wonderful and exciting. But a lot of the time, it's just you in a hotel room trying to eat takeout with coffee st- coffee stick stirs because you forgot to ask for a fork. <laughs> Those are really good chopsticks. Good idea. Yeah. Oh, and if you aren't sweating by the time boarding is over, you aren't doing it right. <laughs> so everybody, be nice to your flight attendants. They work really hard and are constantly more tired than anybody should be. And that's for what sure. I remember for her five years as a flight attendant. I get a lot of um, my beauty tips from like flight attendant blogs mm-hmm. because they dry out so much mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. when they're on airplanes that they have to like be very vigilant about their skincare. And so they know all the best beauty tips. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I've been watching the flight attendant on HBO with Kaylee Cuoco. Uh-huh. Cuoco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think your sister was a CIA agent? Asset. No. No. Maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> Okay. So, um, oops, sorry, I hit the mic. Um, so my sources for this are an article by Kate Munro in Refinery29. That's a real website. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And then an even better source is the National Mm -hmm. Air and Space Smithsonian Museum. Valid sources for this. Yeah, I know. Real sources. I know. I mean, calling Refinery29 as a real source is like interesting, but realer than what we normally get from Kate alone. For sure. It's not girls books.com i don't know what that is i I need a new pair of shoes.com whatever yeah yeah. you find stuff on (laughs) yeah okay so i am just doing it's not a big story it's just um why the history of of modern air travel and why it Mm -hmm. sucks so bad and how we've gotten to the place where i would rather drive 12 hours than fly um okay and and to clarify i'm not from the midwest so that's a very Midwestern type of dad thing to do, and I'm not. Um, so hmm. this is a history, a brief history. Lindsay touched on uh, the first commercial flight was from 1914. It was in Florida. Nobody knows why you would fly that. Um, oh. More interesting is, uh, so from 1914 to 1941, these are kind of like the the pre-golden age of flying. So mm-hmm. like they're still figuring things out. Um, I think it was really interesting. Uh, the flying was really loud and cold the cabins were not pressurized what does that even mean for your ears they had to fly at super low altitudes oh my god which would make me like super nauseous if i could just see the earth going by so quickly but also if you're flying at super low altitudes you are much more susceptible to turbulence and it takes forever no wonder it it took mm -hmm. them 20 minutes to fly 20 miles or whatever like <laughs> yeah, of course exactly. exactly i mean these aren't jet these were not jet engines you know um yeah. i read that like they flew from like oakland to chicago and it took them 13 stops at some point in like the 19 13 stops yeah yeah okay so pan am is not as sexy as we thought it was i think pan am was the 50s and 60s i think that was more the golden age so yeah. this is okay. this is 1914 to 1941 Okay, this so is right pre- after or- Orville yeah. Redenbacher invented an airplane. Yes, that is exactly how it happened. And, <laughs> um, uh, and so this is like pre-US getting into World War One. So mm-hmm. like that's the timeline, you know, think about the World War or sorry, World okay. War Two. Oh my god, World War well, World War One and World War Two. But uh think about the planes. You. I don't know history. <laughs> I'll argue with myself about about history <laughs> timelines. Um, it's a long conversation. I usually lose. Um, so, <laughs> uh, it was also super expensive. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I said it was pretty loud. Well, it was actually very noisy to the point they showed on the Smithsonian article that they had like the like the cheerleader style megaphone, you know, like the big, yeah. like kind of just circular or cone shaped thing, not like electrical, but just like a hello um, yeah. thing Defense. that the flight crew, yes, exactly. The cabin crew would use to talk to the passengers because that's no! how loud it was. Yes. I and... mean, I guess they use like microphones today, but we have electricity or whatever the fuck yeah. they didn't have back then. But also that's, that is loud. That is but these loud. are also small planes. Like they're holding twenty people. Oh, they don't need a yeah. No, megaphone. they're not big. Um, okay. So, how loud was it? Thank you for asking. The noise in a typical motor during takeoff was nearly a hundred twenty decibels, which is loud enough to cause permanent hearing loss. <gasps> yeah. So my iPhone would be like, "Hey, 
you mm-hmm. had too much noise exposure yeah. this week. You need to get out of here because it is so loud. So oh that my was God. Yeah, that was 1914 to 1941. Expensive, loud, cold, turbulent. No, thank you. Um, and people weren't really doing it much because of how cost prohibitive it was. Right. Uh, one thing that I read that I wasn't going to touch on, but I, I keep thinking about it, that um, the airports themselves were segregated, but the airplanes were not. So if you were a oh. black person in the U.S. and you could afford to travel, you could afford a plane, you had mm-hmm. to be segregated in the airport, but on the plane, it was like you were equal. There, there was no front of the bus, back of the bus once you got on the plane? Yeah, that's my understanding of the the brief research that I saw. That was on the Smithsonian uh, article, so that I think is it might be true. Capitalism at its finest. If yeah. you can afford it, you belong here. There it is. There it is. Yep. I mean, um, I kind of love that. I hope that everybody who you know was like, I need to uh, let everyone else know that I am the same as you, even though I am black. They just like bought a fucking plane ticket and they're like, Hey, man, I'm gonna sit right next to you. Hell yeah. Martini. That would, and I'm going to yell yeah. at you because that's the only way I can talk to you. That's how you end racism. Are you enjoying this flight? <laughs> yeah. You can't. Oh, oh no. There weren't, there weren't drinks on it yet. Oh um, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, there might've been, I don't, I didn't do a deep dive into flight yeah. attendants, but, um, before 1930, I think that there weren't flight attendants. Um, it said, I mean, like you said, they were only going like a half hour at a time, right? So, yeah, like, yeah. What, are th- what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you could probably drive faster in most places. <laughs> uh, but um, so before 1930, there weren't flight attendants. A woman named Ellen Church wanted to become a pilot, but realized that that wasn't going to happen because, you know, she was a female. I think she was like a, no I think she already had her pilot's license for like farming stuff, but she wanted mm-hmm. to be like a commercial pilot. Um, so she went to Boeing and said, Hey, I've noticed that some people are nervous on commercial flights, mm-hmm. you know, cause they're flying 10 feet above the ground and it's loud <laughs> as shit. So I think having female nurses aboard would help anxious flyers. Yeah. Okay. And so Boeing was like, hell yeah, let's do this. So they would hire nurses, but the requirements were that they be single actually be nurses single female younger than 25 weigh less than 115 pounds and be less than and be less than five feet four inches okay well at least like the height to weight ratios match and they weren't like you have to be six foot and 115 pounds yeah but still what yep yeah i gotta retire at the ripe old age of 25 (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yep you're retired you're done hang up your wings lady um (laughs) it's i get the weight and probably the i mean the height not so much but the weight because they were really concerned about planes falling out of the air because of the weight so also even our bags have weight limits these days right so like i understand that you can only i've been on on flights where there's not that many people and they're like hey we need to weight distribute like you Mm -hmm. can't sit here mm-hmm. you need to go sit mm-hmm. over there and like mm-hmm. that's totally fine so i understand the weight thing too i, I mean I, I get it like it's rude to say that i won't hire yeah. you and also it's illegal that now but um yeah yeah in the articles that i read it was like the flight attendants really were you know became air hostesses but they also mm-hmm. were like sexually harassed and there were all these like horrible things about oh. keeping weight down and girdles and uncomfortable things that we think back to like the golden age of of travel and airplanes and stuff but it 
it depends on who, you know, if you're a customer or an employee, it wasn't that sexy to be an employee, you know? Right. Well, it was the golden age for white men up until like two years ago. So yeah. Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So speaking of the golden age of travel, 1941 kind of kicked it off. Airplanes Mm -hmm. were then called flying boats. So they got bigger. They got jet engines. They got more exciting. I don't know if that that jet engine thing is factual in 1941, but eventually it was. Um, (laughs) The... uh, at this point, the federal government was regulating airline prices so that the airline, so that the ways oh. that the airlines could compete was to add amenities on board. So okay. that's really what pushed things to be like, oh, we'll, we'll give you a, a three course meal. Well, we'll give you a four course meal. So they couldn't okay. compete with prices. So they had to get you to come some other way. Yeah. Um, and so that was the case of the federal government in the U.S. regulating, uh, Regulating prices until 1978, when there okay. was the Airline Deregulation Act. Uh, so this was good and bad. Okay. So, but this was this was the first step into our modern where the shit show is that we are now. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the good thing is that it decreased fares and increased the number of flights. Before okay. then, um, before then it was. Uh, only like two airlines could fly from like this city to this this city. So Mm -hmm. if you were in that city and you wanted to go to another city, you were kind of shit out of luck. You only had two airlines to choose from. Um, It also led to the shrinking of seats. Yeah. That is my biggest pet peeve. Oh God. Right. This is so much more modern than everything, but it's been going on for years and years. But um, yeah. I, I can't I can't stand it. Shrinking seats width wise and um depth wise right, too. Right. Well now like I said, whenever we paid up for like those exit row seats, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you can pay fifty eight dollars and get an extra four inches or pay eighty eight dollars and get an extra six inches. And I'm like, that's not even that many inches. Right, exactly. Um over the years, uh the seats have gone from eighteen to sixteen inches wide. 16 That's inches. a big difference. Six. My butt is bigger than that, right? For sure my butt's bigger than that. Yeah, aren't most hips like 32 inches wide? Um, and then the pitch of the seat, which accounts for leg room, has shrunk mm-hmm. from 35 to 31 inches in coach class. On what? Average. Yeah, that's a lot. 31 inches. That's, that's why not I feel much. so cramped. It's so yes. claustrophobic on yes, airplanes these horrible. days. Yeah. So, um, deregulation wasn't entirely a bad thing. It lowered prices, opened up a ton of routes, um, yada, yada, yada. If without it, it would probably be too expensive for most people to fly. Um, okay. It's still expensive. Yeah. Even though in 1978, most people had already flown, like most Americans had been on a plane. So it was definitely cheaper than the 1914, 1930 flights, but it still wasn't as cheap as we think it is today. Another thing that pissed me off while I was reading about this is recently the FAA rejected a rule that would have made airlines have a minimum seat size. (gasps) Yeah. They said, the FAA said that um, seat size has nothing to do with safety, which I think that's the purpose of the FAA, so I get that. Oh, but you but know, it has everything to do with do I want to fly? <laughs> right. It has everything to do with society as a whole. If we just keep treating people like cogs in a machine, 
you're never going to advance society, you know? Right, right. Some if people will this, advance. I mean, but... so I, I wonder why the FAA isn't like, well, what if we did what they did in 1914 and they took a plane from 12 seats to 72 seats, but they expanded the They actually made the plane bigger, right? Mm -hmm. And instead, now they're like, what if we take the same plane, but we make it 30 more seats by cutting everything down? Did you yeah. hear my voice? That was my voice being of a shitty person. I, yeah. Yeah. Make the planes bigger, damn it. Honestly, you should have Thank the technology you. to fly bigger planes. Oh, God. And they've been talking about doing standing room seats. <gasps> have you never seen the, these new proposed no! designs? And then the worst one, I would take a standing room because you get like a little leaning thing, you know, you can lean okay. a little bit. I would take that over the worst one of a four top and you're facing each other. Like on a goddamn Ooh, like train. A train? Yes. Yeah. And your knees are touching and it's strangers. No, thank you. No, I don't even like not, that on a train. Not even with my friends. You know? Uh, no. No, no, no. I would rather stand in the back. So, um, yeah, they're, they're really... only? No, that's yeah. inappropriate. They're really trying to make life so much worse. Like, you think it's bad now. We thought it was bad five, ten years ago. It just keeps getting worse. Um, yeah. All right, and look, I... I applauded capitalism like three seconds ago whenever we were talking about how, you know, black people could fly if mm -hmm. they had the money mm -hmm. anywhere that they wanted. And mm -hmm. now I am going to shit on capitalism because just make the damn plane bigger. Do you understand? I don't want standing room only. This is not a fucking football game. We have the technology. Oh, my God. If, if we can send Jeff Bezos to space, we can we can make bigger planes. Why is Jeff Bezos going to stupid space when he should just let us fly from, like, L.A. to Chicago on a nice, comfy plane? And he can yeah. do that. Why doesn't he let us do that? He could pay for, like, everybody in the whole world to do – to go on any flight at any time for probably <laughs> the rest of everybody's lives. And he's just yeah. like, fuck it, get me a dick. I'm going into space. So <laughs> – <sighs> Oh, uh, that's technically <laughs> airplane travel, so I appreciate yeah. the bitch about it. It's so true. <laughs> so, um to talk about nine eleven, let's just mm. let's just go there. Um nine okay. eleven happened. Yep. And airplane travel was sort of on the decline at that point of just like from a mm. customer standpoint, not from mm -hmm. like a not from a money standpoint. But mm -hmm. things had already started to to dwindle and like go from the golden age of like meals and stuff. They'd stopped doing meals. I remember when I was a kid and I would fly to California to see my family, we would a dress up for sure. Yeah. I was always in a dress. I always looked cuper, cuper shoot, super cute. Nice. Um, thank you. Super cute. And um, it was a big deal. And like near my family would like see us at the gate. And sometimes I would just go out there without my parents. Like I would be meeting my dad out there or something. So we yeah. were on, on a on chaperone so it was always like a big deal to be flying and you would get at least one full meal and yeah it was, it was nice and you know that was the early 90s so less than 10 years later i don't think i don't know when they stopped doing meals on in on domestic flights um but i'm gonna guess it's related to 9 11 because um there were new security measures that everybody knows. You have to take your mm -hmm. shoes off. Actually, not everybody knows this. 9-11 was more than 20 years ago. A lot of people weren't flying then. A lot of people were young uh, or yeah. hadn't flown. Like, let's say you were 10 and you just hadn't flown yet. Now you're in your mid-30s 
you don't remember what airline travel was. I, I was lucky enough to. You're literally talking about me. I don't remember airline travel before 9-11. Okay. I don't know if I ever flew on an airplane before 9-11. I mean, I was 11 then, so, like, I, okay. I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you're the person that I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it it was it was more civilized in a way. Um, and so uh, after 9-11, there were new security measures, so you all of a sudden had to take your shoes off when you're going through security. Yep. Security lines took a lot longer. They yep. brought out the scanners. They brought in more dogs. You can't now have um, – liquids bigger than three ounces i think five ounces yeah. something like that yeah. you have to put yeah. them all in a little plastic bag you can't go to the gate there used to be a time before 9 11 anybody could th- go through security regardless if you had a, a paper ticket or not and mm-hmm. you could just hang out in the airport all day and mm-hmm. and see your loved ones pick them up at the gate i we that also was used one to of... bring like knitting needles on airplanes right like you could like knit yeah, on an airplane you i'm can't sure bring... you could you can't bring yeah. that anymore. I mean, now you can literally have scissors that are like less than a half inch or something stupid. Like if my mom, my mom, my mom has tried to fly before and be like, oh, I have a sewing project and I want to like bring it on the airplane. And I'm like, nope. oh, you, you sure can't read TSA, a book. TSA tried to confiscate my burrito once. So Your I burrito? My burrito. Yes, yes, yes. That was, was a, too dense. <laughs> I guess it appeared it as a liquid. And so, oh, yeah. Okay. They had to go, take my whole bag apart. It was the goddamn burrito. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a, a burrito terrorist. That's what I am. But after 9-11, airlines experienced a $22 billion with a B drop in revenue. Because of the attacks. I get that. People didn't want to fly. Okay. Yeah, I would I would probably have driven like Obviously. Yeah. I mean I think planes were grounded for like a while after that. Like no one like there was just yeah. no planes flying. Yeah. 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 I f- yeah. You're absolutely right. It was it was not fun. It was not fun. It was a, right. a rough time for the world and especially the US. But and apparently the airline industry won't somebody think about the rich airline executives. They lost twenty two billion dollars. But this is when it really starts to decline from a customer service standpoint. They mm. they wanted to recoup some of their losses, so they started mm-hmm. charging for things that used to be free. Checked bags, food, drinks. They hiked up fees. Oh. Yeah. And so this – Not even know, checked bags. Nowadays, it's like fucking carry-on bags, yeah. right? Again, back to the whole you got to fit it underneath your seat thing. Yeah. This is stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. And – and the thing about like um, the weight limit or yeah. the weight limit for like your carry-on and the size of it, it's like it's it's going on the plane no matter what. Why do I have to pay more money if it's five pounds overweight? Like how does oh, that – Oh, I think that's just uh, – like that's a, a protection of their employees thing, right? Like their employees like sign a thing saying I can lift 50 pounds and if your bag is over 50 pounds, then they might get hurt and file a lawsuit against the airline. That's my understanding of it. Oh, but they're still lifting it. I don't get it. Because you can check a bag that's over. It just, they put a thing on it that says overweight. They charge you $100 more oh. and it weighs 65 pounds and someone has to pick it up, but they can't sue because they put a tag on it and said overweight. I did not know that. Thank you for clarifying. After they started putting all these fees on, guess what? What? Uh, they are making billions off of them. Billions. They've made oh, so much money off of them. So they're here to stay. It wasn't just a, we got to make up that money from 9-11. It's been 21 years now. Uh, they're still going to charge it. It's never going to go away. Yeah. Um, it's This is just the state of airline travel. I hope that 
I hope that we can all make enough money to fly first class because it is pretty miserable in the the cargo cattle run wherever we the get to The cargo sit. cattle run. Yeah. I've flown first class like once. One time they offered me an upgrade like the day of my flight and they said it's $75 to upgrade. And I was like, hell yeah. And I, I probably stole like $75 worth of snacks to take home with me <laughs> to make it worthwhile. If you drink but, you know, $75 if they have... worth, you're good to go. Right. Mm-hmm. If they have an empty seat, they're going to like give it away at that point. But um, yeah, I that's the only time I've ever flown first class. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've never flown first class. I've flown. What? I've flown like in between like it's I don't know. Anyway, I've just never flown first class because I'm worried that I will never be able to fly again if I don't fly first class. Oh, like, that's Once fair. I've tasted that. Yeah. It's on my list and I definitely will at some point. I just haven't been able to justify Economy it. plus is the sweet spot where you can afford it and it's also nice mm-hmm. enough. That's where mm-hmm. everyone I've should flown, be. Yeah, I've flown that a couple of times and it's it's pretty nice. But yeah. then you have to walk past the lay down beds on international For sure. flights. And I'm For like, sure. oh, why am I a poor? I should have uh, paid more. <laughs> yes, I know. I shouldn't travel with my husband because I can afford it when it's just me. But, yeah, because um, it costs the same for just one person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely considered it. So uh, let's see. All right. My last fact is that uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I wrote it down. It felt important at the time. Only four companies in the U.S., they control 80 to 90 percent of air traffic, American, okay. United, Delta, and Southwest. Yep. So if you think like you hate, let's say, American and you're like, fuck American – I'm going to go to United or Delta and Southwest. Like you're not really doing much by protesting just one and you don't have a lot of other options, you know? So yeah. I'm not saying it's a monopoly, but it's, it, it's a, there's it's four of a them. Lot. So it's a fouropoly. <laughs> yeah. Now this, this was the, the refinery 29 article, I believe. And that was mm-hmm. written a couple years ago before the pandemics. So I don't know if that's accurate still, but, um, Definitely well, now, feels that way. Who like JetBlue merged with somebody. I think they were buying Spirit. Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, they are now like I think competing with the big four. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's how it always happens. You know, honestly, everybody who wants to do a startup, like if you're looking for a, like a great way to make income, you just have to Michael Scott Paper Company the shit out of an airline until <laughs> until you hurt the revenues of somebody who wants to buy you and then you know you can you can be jet blue can, can you explain you. what that means oh to michael scott yeah. paper company means that um you are literally operating at a deficit for as long mm-hmm. as you can until you hurt their profits so hard that they yep. have to buy you out <laughs> at a large large bonus for you yes like and subscribe for more financial tips from Lindsay. <laughs> from from uh, the the office and yeah. Lindsay. <laughs> yes um all right so that's my airplane bitch about airplane history it's not a usual story you're you're better with like the facts i need a flow so i was like i don't know how that came off you'll tell me that was great i really liked it i mean i normally present my big bitches in just bullet points so you did a great job according to me (laughs) (laughs) um we are gonna take a little 
break. So this is the season one finale, which I'm season one finale. Mm -hmm. Did you hear her guys? Season one finale as in there's going to be a season two. We're not Netflix and we don't finale without telling you there's going to be a season two. Yeah, exactly. So thank you all for listening for this. I would ask a favor. I'm going to pander to the audience. I, if you're listening to this text, one person that you Mm -hmm. know that you think would Mm -hmm. like this and say, hey, I'll write the text for you. Hey, I'm really into this podcast. I think you would like it too. And that's all that's all we need. We just want to grow our audience. We want to continue to do this. We we love doing it. So we don't really I mean, I I love doing it. I don't know if Lindsay does. I'm trying not to cry. There's a we in there. Okay. Um there's a wee wee. If uh don't no, this podcast is no longer has a season two. Um, <laughs> One bell ring and we're done. <laughs> uh, there's some rules to who you're texting. Don't text my mom. Just Lindsay's mom. You can text my mom. My mom listens. Allegedly. Honestly, like our, our tagline is uh, we bitch about things uh, that and we hope our moms aren't listening and uh it's just it, that's just me this has been um one of the best experiences of my life uh, uh expressing myself <laughs> via art this is uh way more vulnerable than like anybody thinks that it should that mm-hmm. it is right mm-hmm. um it, this it's it's a lot to really put yourself out there and just like be just and just be right yeah and i don't and i don't know who's listening i don't know who my audience is necessarily um, so it, it, this has been really fun. Um, I have enjoyed this, but so we will be back and here's when we will be back. We'll be back <laughs> on July 4th. We started on Valentine's day. We're ending on Memorial day. We'll be back on July 4th because we just love holidays as a representation of dates. Yep. So we're just going to take like a month off and then be back for season two. And, uh, yeah. you'll hardly miss us until you're sick of us again. Well, start the start the season again. I'm sure you can pick up on more inside jokes and listen to it again and uh, Instagram us and tell us, like, what are we missing? What did we get wrong? What did we get right? Don't do any of that. I just want to hear what I got right. <sighs> <laughs> For sure. We will still be active on Instagram at bitch, bitch, bitch podcast. You yeah. can also email us at uh, what is our email address? Don't ask that. You can find live, it. Mm-mm. Live fact check. Our email <laughs> address. Bitch, bitch, is bitch pod. BBB pod. I don't BBB know. the pod. The pod. At gmail.com. Again, <laughs> so all, good at this. all of the good email addresses mm-hmm. were taken. I don't know who these other podcasts are. Never listen to them. Just kidding. I support all podcasts. Me too. Me too. Including ours. Especially, especially ours. ours. <gasps> we jinxed. Okay. Caitlin, well, is is that all you have to bitch about for season one? It's all I have to bitch about for season one. Lindsay, is that all you have to bitch about for season one? It is. I'll no. see you guys in season two. Okay. Well, I will talk to you guys in season two because they can't see us. <laughs> I finally got it. I finally got it. All right. Bye, viewers. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at bitch, bitch, bitch podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Monday. 
Bitch, Bitch, Bitch is written, choreographed, edited, and produced by Lindsay and Caitlin. Our theme song is Urban District by Govida. Oh.